On this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast, we speak to an author and music teacher here in Indianapolis about a brand new novel that she's just published. Don't miss it. Hey everyone, welcome to the Open in Indiana podcast. I'm Ryan Henry, Idea Guy for Open in Indiana. And on this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast, we meet Anita T. Meyer, author and music teacher here in Indianapolis. Anita, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Well, Anita, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so we met recently uh, at Books and Brew on the south side of Indianapolis, and uh, you were there to share a new novel that you just published, uh, A Brother for Sorrows. Um, would you like to share a little bit with the audience about the book and how you came to the uh, idea to write it? Well, this is what the book looks like. Um, this is the back cover has a nice uh, description of uh, uh, the, the plot and then a little bit at the bottom here of my, of my bio. Um, this, this book is part of a longer series of books that involves a protagonist, Joe Kaufman. And he was a child Holocaust survivor, specifically from the Buchenwald concentration camp. This particular book um, starts when Joe is a grad student in history at Indiana University. The setting is Bloomington, Indiana, and starting in 1962. The story follows Joe, who meets a freshman music major, Robert Stangarden, and through no fault of each of their own, they run into Robert's parents, who Joe recognizes as being actual Nazis that he knew from the Buchenwald concentration camp. So the story follows um, uh, an, a physical attack on Robert by um, his father, Henry Stangarden, who was what it was the Nazi in the camp. And this is the, the book basically is how the Stangardens and Joe try to keep this awful secret about them being Nazis in the concentration camp. There's uh, several big courtroom scenes. It is a courtroom drama. And at the end, there is, there is a happy ending at the end. Um, but one family is completely shattered, but a new family is created out of the ashes of the remember memories of Buchenwald. So it's an exciting book, it's intense. Um, there are some serious issues that are addressed such as mental depression and suicide, but again, there is a happy ending at the end. And so Anita, where did the original idea come from to write this story? Well, because it's part of a, a larger story that takes Joe Kaufman from the time he's six years old, all the way through his death um, in his 70s, it follows his struggles throughout his life in dealing with his memories of Buchenwald. This specific book is just taking um, this time in his life when he is trained to become a history professor at IU. And this is how um, 
but he's introduced to Robert Sangard. And again, I don't want to give away too much of the storyline, but how this relationship between these two develops into something that neither one of them had anticipated. And so, Anita, you did some uh, pretty significant historical research uh, when writing this book, correct? Absolutely, yes. Uh, this is this whole book is is ten years of of research and traveling around the country, um, taking personal interviews, interviews on, on the phone, tons of of reading, um, visiting the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., which um, is a extraordinary experience in and of itself. Um, and the original beginning of the story takes place in Ithaca, New York, um, just right after World War II in April of 1945. And I went to Ithaca and spoke to many, many people who had lived during that time or their parents had lived because as interested in history myself, I love history. I wanted to make sure that this uh, novel and that my series of novels has historical legitimacy. Yes, the story, this, this is a fictional story, but the backdrop of the Buchenwald concentration camp is historical reality. And that is one of the big things that I want the readers to be aware of as they, as they uh, read my book. And so, Anita, um, since you're also a music teacher, you uh, you worked a love of music into uh, your character's personality. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and this goes back to um, even after Joe was rescued from the Buchenwald concentration camp and he ends up at a home in Ithaca, New York. He starts off with piano lessons and then he ends up being a fantastic uh, clarinet player. Um, but he treats music in his life as a hobby. And however, freshman music major, uh, Robert Sandgarden, obviously because he's a freshman music major at IU, he is absolutely committed to his French horn and, and to music. He wants to be a band director and a professional musician. So I draw heavily uh, on my own experiences as a music educator and professional musician and I weave that into the book. Uh, all but the, to the last details of uh, the music annex building there on the IU campus, as it looked in 1962, 1963. So there is a lot of specifics that readers who may have attended IU, may have been even music majors, um, they're they're going to find some real connection to my book as I describe these different scenes. And so, Anita, what is the takeaway that you hope readers will get from reading your book? This is a very important question, and this is something that is very dear to my heart. Particularly, even yesterday, I mean, this whole month is uh, when... Uh, Jewish people and those associated with Judaism, uh, April is a month of remembrance of the Holocaust. Anti-Semitism is on the rise. And I, and I read on the news article after article of polls being taken 
uh, people, particularly under the age of 40, people who have never even heard of the Holocaust. And if they did, they know they they know little if nothing about it. And I find that appalling. I, I absolutely find that appalling because the rise of anti-Semitism now in this country and the divisiveness and the attacks on minority groups as a whole showing the rise of bigotry, anti-Semitism in this country is something that is real and needs to be addressed. My book gives that an historical background that in my book, I, I describe through the, the protagonist, Joe Kaufman, what it's like to get captured by the Nazis, put on a cattle train, sent to Buchenwald, and what happened to the prisoners at that camp. Um, I make reference to this over and over and over again. I want readers to be educated through my book of what really happened and to know that this cannot happen again. But you have to know what happened in history before you can prevent it in the future. So that that is the biggest takeaway I want my readers to come away with. And so Anita, your love of writing started long before you even started this book, correct? Yes, it actually started when I was six years old and I wrote a, a six page story about three little mice. Um, I've made up stories um, virtually all my life. Um, the, the, the gem of this story actually started when I was 13. And I, throughout the years, I, I wrote the story in my head. Um, but it wasn't until 1999 when I bought my first computer, Gateway, um, that I committed it to paper. And by golly, it, I never had a writer's block. It just came out in, in 18 months. Um, the original story was much too long. That's why I had to uh, break it down into different novels. Um, but uh, like my mother said, I have a wild imagination. So um, storytelling and, and writing has always been a love of mine. And so, Anita, now that your first book is out, you have another book in the works and plans for more, uh, correct? Absolutely. Uh, the first book in the series is called The Guardian Sun. And it begins at the Buchenwald concentration camp when Joe Coffin is rescued by an American army surgeon whose name is Grayson Pierce. And that book is the first five months of Joe's life living with uh, the, the surgeon's family in Ithaca, New York. And the conflict in that book has to do with religious intolerance, bigotry, again, anti-Semitism, but also it has, um, in the end, the importance of Christian values, kindness, generosity, benevolence, um, respect towards other, and, and love. It is. That book is really about the relationship between uh, Joe and this army surgeon who becomes um, his guardian. And that, that is, that is going to be a fantastic book. Really fantastic. At the end of the year, um, of this year, I plan to have a second book called Testament of Youth, which continues Joe's story as he is a teenager. And so, Anita... 
how can our viewers and listeners learn more about your works and get their own copy? I have a website and it is www.anitatmeyer.com. That's A-N-I-A-T-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R.com. And on my website, I have several links where you can read about my background, my writing experience, um, long description of my of, of this book. And then there's there's links to both Amazon and Barnes and Noble, which will take you directly to the page where you can order the book online, either as an ebook or uh, as a print copy. Also, uh, hopefully soon. Uh, this book will also be available as an audiobook. Awesome. And Anita, what advice do you have to offer for someone who, today who is thinking about writing their first book but hasn't taken those first steps yet? Okay, you gotta you gotta jump in the pool and start swimming, which means thinking about it is 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 one thing. Now, for me, um Nearly my whole adult life was was writing this book in my head. That certainly is not the only way to get a to get a novel down on paper. Um, but as hard as it is, uh, uh, the, the the new writer just needs to sit down at the computer or write out longhand. Um, I know some writers they they start with an outline, uh, write out. Um, characters, uh, maybe do a synopsis of the chapters they want to write. I mean, there's many, many different ways to approach this. But the main thing is to have courage and um, don't let negative thinking like, oh, this is this will never be any good. I'll never be able to get this published. Um, to put that aside and, and get it on paper. Because it's not going to go anywhere unless it is on paper. So it's all in your head, but that it can't stay there if you truly want to be a writer. And so, Anita, as you're working to uh, promote your books and get them out there, you're also available for uh, book signings and appearances at different bookstores throughout our state, correct? Yes. Um, I do have a Facebook page, uh, both a personal and a business page. And I'm uh, also on Twitter. Instagram, and I also put blogs on my website, and I also have an author's page on the Amazon website. So in the very, very near future, I'll be uh, making announcements of future uh, book signing events. Um, bookstores right now um, are waiting for this pandemic to settle down so that they can safely open up their stores and have book signings. But they they will happen for sure. Hopefully this summer. Awesome. And so, Anita, one more time, can you give everyone your web address where they can go to learn more? www. That's a n i t a t i e m e y e r dot com. And again, just so that you know what you're looking for. This is what, what my book looks like, A Brother for Sorrows. And it's a little less than 300 pages long. 
And in the back of the book is contact information to my website uh, and my Gmail address. And I welcome reviews. And anytime anybody wants to contact me with their feedback, uh, complaints, <laughs> encouragement, comments, um, I welcome it all because that makes me a better writer. And I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Anita, thank you so much for being today's guest. And to everyone watching and listening, thank you for catching this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. Catch our next episode soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, iHeartRadio, or on our website, openinindiana.com slash OII podcast. Thanks for listening.